A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Dumpty, 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 This is Dum De Dum, the show about the reality ducky drama that I said. Well, like Kenneth Williams, to be honest, then. It's centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the digital combine harvester that is Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the rusty wheelbarrow that is. Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Johnny's home farm tech wet dream, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumby Dum is from the splendid people who attended the Archers quiz night on Friday, which was splendid. <laughs> did you have lots of fun? We did. It was brilliant, actually. Thank you so much to everybody who came and particularly to the very nice people who looked after one of our uh, number who was having a bit of a nervous wobble beforehand. Um, and uh, And everybody sort of looked after everybody. And it was lovely. That's very lovely. Uh, the, the picture of everybody um, mm-hmm. was, was kind of like splendid. I think that's the word mm. The word of the episode, wasn't it? Splendid. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Now, um, well, I hope that I'll actually get that dum-de-dum because we're talking about it and I don't have it in my inbox. Yes. No, no, no. I know where it is. I've just got to get it off where it is and send it to you. Ooh. Superb. Now, if somebody else would like to corral about 30-odd people into a pub line them all against a wall and uh, take a picture of them whilst they're singing a dum-de-dum, Lucy. How can they do that? If you would like to sing us a dum-de-dum, leave us a plot prediction or talk to someone Polish as if they are deaf, then call us on 0203031105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices and to Derek going to the back bedroom. Uh, Derek's been helping catch the goslings. Pip and Toby have been chasing them. So if you see them, please let them know they're ungainly, flappy things with an irritating squawk and the goslings are small and fluffy. Hey, um, <laughs> Luce, I didn't understand that Polish reference. What, what am I missing? No, the way that Jennifer was talking to Lexi. Oh, OK. That's, though she's Bulgarian. No, she's Polish, isn't she? No, she's Bulgarian. Is she? Yeah. 
Oh, knickers. Shall I change it? No, I think that's quite funny. So, (laughs) on this week's episode, we have calls from Grace from Manchester, who can see the return of Matt Glynn, who thinks that Johnny at Home Farm will be a disaster. Oh, I do hope not. And Witherspoon, who thinks Adam and Ian will make a happy family. I've got some thoughts and feelings on that. But first, before we crack on with the caller in top of the shop, best bit of the show, it's Lucy V. Freeman's week in Ambridge. We began the week with a job offer. Tony encouraged Johnny to help with the veg boxes. It's not just counting carrots, he said with a laugh. It's counting leeks as well. Fortunately, Johnny (laughs) had bribed a cow to limp at the end of the field to distract Tony. Oh, I wish I had your eyes, said Tony. Get in touch with Anisha, Tone. She'll have them whipped out in a sec. When he was pressed for an answer, Johnny finally responded with, Aren't veg boxes really, really boring? He's had his head turned by a friend who's got a massive auger, apparently. He wants to travel the world, see new sights, experience different ways of living. Pat, Tony, I'm off to home farm. He's had his jobs and he's reading about the customs in that part of the world. Apparently, you bow when you see Kate Madikane and offer her money. If you find Brian engaged in Congress with anyone, you simply avert your eyes. But one of the sights to watch out for is younger tribe members roosting up trees. So he went off to Home Farm to be interviewed by Adam. What are your special skills? Asked Adam. Wheels! said Johnny. I love them round and round. Well, you're all done. You've got the job, said Adam. My God, it's rigorous, the HR at Home Farm. (laughs) Brian was less than impressed. He'll be fine, Adam reassured him. Johnny's used everything they've got at Bridge Farm. They haven't got anything at Bridge Farm, Adam. They still pick leaks by strapping Pat to the underside of a horse and hitting it with a welly. Mm -hmm. Tony was cross about it, naturally, and ramped up his disgruntlement to death grump four. Things cheered up slightly at Gay Grable's. I wonder why Kathy's not with us, said Roy at the summit meeting. I don't know, Roy. Maybe because she's left. Surely data management of gay graves must be even more challenging with an invisible mute manager. Could she not officially leave, move, spontaneously <laughs> combust? This is getting ridiculous now. Ooh, tension is mounting before the flower and produce show. It <gasps> is. It is! There's an outsider, <laughs> Mr. Jackson who's upset all the bookies by producing marrows the size of air balloons. We're calling the flower and produce the F&P now, apparently, to make it sound even more dynamic. Jill is entering her gentleman's buttonhole. That's dynamic enough for anyone, surely. Anyway, no doubt Cecil Jackson's got a bloody massive gentleman's buttonhole the size of the Grand Canyon. Having lived there for three weeks, Roy picks the week before she leaves to give Lexi a tour of the village. This is where I put dog shit through Usha's letterbox. This is where my number felt up by Brian Aldridge. Then they met a leering Will Grundy and Brian. Brian started rabbiting on about the cricket and Roy said he'd got an opener out at full stretch. I have no idea what that even means, but it made my eyes water. (laughs) Jennifer is so good to the pickers. She bought Lexi some rubber gloves and told her that suffering racial abuse is a small price to pay for living somewhere so special. Jennifer was utterly vile, and Lexi took her down like Floyd Mayweather with a snide reference to Mistress of the Buttocks. Marvellous. <laughs> and now, surrealist news. Why in the world does going to boarding school make you like gooseberry jam? Gives you a penchant for a bit of tart? And why would Auntie Cardboard not get any peace if Piggy got a water pistol? 
I've got visions of it being like the Pink Panther films with Auntie Cardboard crying, not now, Peggy, as she leaps out enough from behind the door, brandishing a super soaker and screaming. Oh, my God, arranging weddings is so boring. Save the date, florists, caterers, bloody hell, it's boring doing it and even more boring listening to it. Just elope with Tiger, Lillian. It is so much more interesting. Krusty and Robert sat in a hedge together looking for an imaginary bird he'd made up. He was just bored and fancied a bit of company and someone to share his cheese and pickle sandwich with. It's quite sweet, really. <laughs> but then to his surprise, Krusty actually saw one of Robert's made up birds and he choked on his flapjack. But the big news is Adam and Ian. You could have cut the atmosphere at Adam and Ian's with an artisanal cheese knife. It was all frozen silences served on a bed of resentment with a bitter coolie. And then Adam went online, watched some YouTube films, and now they're going to have a baby. Crikey, the hell did he watch? That's actually quite scary because, like, other people might watch YouTube and accidentally get pregnant. <laughs> I think we should start a campaign with placards and interviews with Wayne Foley and village meetings. We haven't had one of those for ages, not since Root B and Speedwatch. I miss them. Come back, Lindy Bottom. Put down your copy of Moby Dick. All is forgiven. There's a cause to take up. The end. Oh, that was a triumph. I really enjoyed that this week. Well done. Well done, <laughs> Lucy. Um, talking about Lindy Bottom. Mm. Um, Dusty Substances has been talking about Lindy Bart all <laughs> over the socials and we might be in a minority here Lucy people love the flipping panto don't they <laughs> they are peculiar aren't they these people that listen to this thing are very excuse the French fucking weird <laughs> but fair play to you Dusty right you know you've, you're you've not alone tapped, you've tapped into the common consciousness there yep yeah, yep yeah. fair play to you woman yeah. we're the odd ones out Lucy so, <laughs> Should we uh, shut up? Yeah. You know what? What? Right. I've got something to say. It's not particularly mm. that important, not particularly that memorable. Right. But, you know, as the gay, grable staff were awaiting mm. Oliver's decision about their future, mm. and then Roy said, Where's Kathy? Yeah. When are they just going to write her out? That's exactly what I meant in the monologue. It's ridiculous. It is. And I, I was talking to Nancy Dickey about it at the um, at the quiz. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's just getting stupid. And then we said, but surely they're not going to do anything daft like give her cancer and make her die or something. Or, but, but maybe they can't. They can't because if they want, um, because there's going to be a, a, the inevitable inheritance thing about, um, what's his face? Her I son. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. <laughs> Like, what's the point of keeping Sid, it in if no one can remember his yeah. sodding name? Sid's boy. Uh, yeah, um, Jamie. Jamie, uh, Jamie yeah, of course. Jamie and his magic torch. If there is an inheritance issue with Jamie and his magic torch and the bull and <laughs> Jolene and Kenton, whatever, then do they ha are they do they just keeping Kathy hanging around so that Jamie's there? But it's just ridiculous. I mean, she's mentioned so often. And as Nancy said, all she is is a closing door. Oh, I see Kathy's just left. Yeah. Wow. You know, and, that's just stupid. And the thing is, as much oh. as we might have been irritated with her as a character, she's actually a bloody good character. Yeah. You know, her relationship with Jamie was fraught with tension. Her trying to be a good mum. You know, him just losing his dad, going a bit wayward. It was actually good. And then her being able to be um, a sounding board for Kathy. I don't understand what the character or the actress has done to piss off the, the, the script writers. I don't understand because 
I quite like Kathy Perks, and Kathy Perks was my gateway into this whole bloody shebang back in the eighties because she yeah. had that affair with the policeman. So yeah, and I know that the actor still wants to be involved. So yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like if she's out of it, just get her out of it. You know, just think it's peculiar. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree, and it's it's just getting daft. It's getting really silly. Mm. because they keep mentioning her because they've made her the manager of the biggest employer in the village exactly (laughs) Uh, there is something else I do need to fess up and say because you know I frequently get things wrong Mm -hmm. I very clearly said about three weeks ago there is no space for for Oliver the guy is off well he's not is he no got that wrong yep yep oh well that's that's me and my arches punditry spot on as always <laughs> <laughs> but i i don't see what's the... so brandon but the man with his finger on the pulse of uh, a completely different show from the one he's talking about absolutely <laughs> absolutely there's me you know befriending old kerry and whatever it gives me naff all information whatever <laughs> i frequently expose myself to be a buffoon on air <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though where is the character of Oliver to go now seriously I, I don't understand it don't understand it yeah well I think probably oh. oh thank you could you bring me a glass as well please thank you that's William who's my little gopher he had a, he came to the quiz night he had a whale of a time oh was that him I could see on the extreme left hand yeah. side of the picture <laughs> Let out of his cupboards for the evening. He had a very nice time. Anyway. Awesome. Um, shall we do a call? Oh, do we have to? I quite like it when we just talk amongst ourselves. I feel like the caller in is just intrude in our fun. <laughs> <laughs> but if we have to, <laughs> why not then? I okay. Think I feel. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first, Lucy? Let's have Glyn Fuller Love first. Hello, Dum to Dum. It's Glyn here. Hope everyone's having a wonderful week in Dum to Dum land. Um, I did try and send a message last week, but as it didn't appear on the show, I'm assuming there was a speak pipe failure or more likely a wine-induced user send uh, failure. But uh, let's move on then to this week and... Um, I think the autumn has been mapped out now, so we're going to have the trials and tribulations of Ian and Adam's adoption, uh, Lillian's wedding plans, and Johnny systematically smashing up every piece of kit um, at home farm. Um, I, I would uh, like one or two storylines to be um, reinvigorated or at least resolved. Um, I'm still suspicious about Brighton and Toby. I still don't think we really have heard uh, everything that happened there and uh, I still can't quite work out um, what Oliver's um, yeah, financial position is um, he seemed to have to sell Grey Gables now he doesn't have to sell Grey Gables is that because he's now selling the Italian villa or has the Ambridge money fairy just sort of solved all of his all of his problems um, but maybe that will work out um, or maybe it won't who knows but uh, I think that's enough from me for this week. So uh, thank you to um, Royfield, to Lucy, to Naked Fingers, to Yokel Bear, 
um, to Millie Bell and to all the Dumpty Dum team and a happy Dumpty Dumming and archering to everybody in Dumpty Dum and Archer's Land. Johnny breaking up every piece of kit at home farm. <laughs> yes, thank you, William. Thank you very much. Um, I can, I can, I can, but the thing is, every time Adam champions a cause against Brian, it goes wrong every single time. I mean, the herbal lays are now going right, but that's taken ages. So you've so, just invalidated what you just said there, then, Lucy. Why? What did I say? You oh said... no, no, the, the, no, no! But in, for the for the first sort of year, mm. they were just sitting there looking all floppy and droopy, and and Brian was going, "I'm not sure it's such a good idea." He's going, "Give it time, Brian." Um, so yes, I can imagine uh, Johnny joyfully backing into something very expensive with something <laughs> else very expensive. Uh, I think that's a very funny idea. I like that, and I like the fact that tony was so horrified that he was going to home farm but i can completely see why he would you know home farm must seem must seem like blooming you know hamleys when you've when you've been operating in corner shop for the last sort of year Mm. you know and when when old tony was going oh it's not it's there's a lot to it looking after the veg boxes you know and i was thinking tony there's not stop trying to big it up it's just washing mud off vegetables that's what it is and put them in boxes stop it also i thought it was really good to remind um, us the listener uh through his conversation with johnny that this is a a, a well-trod path isn't it really that yeah. he'd gone off and upset his dad john uh, johnny's pops had done exactly the same thing yeah. and, and you you have to kind of spread your wings you know so yeah but it's just that whole thing so oh you know he's going over to the dark side so to speak forgetting all all the organics and whatever and but yeah no it it was just very good to see that kind of generational thing let's do chris from manchester now okay hi royfield lucy and dumpty dunners everywhere uh it's chris from manchester here occasional caller in outside circle on the twitters just calling with a couple of little plot predictions first one about the Oh, Adam and Ian, baby fiasco. It's unlikely that Adam's going to want a baby anytime soon, but Ian's clearly desperate. And so is Chris Carter. Now, wouldn't that be an interesting little twist if they decided to both ditch their partners and hook up together and have a baby? Unlikely to happen, but it's a set Susan off in a tailspin. The other one is about Justin and Lillian and this stupid trust arrangement with Matt. The Dowhouse sale is going to proceeds are going to pay into the trust fund matt is still a trustee lillian's the beneficiary of the cash but there's no obligation on him to pay any of it out to her so effectively he's just getting a wadge of justin's money to play around with at his whim if they think that that's the last we see of matt after the smooch in the gray gables doorway i don't think so anyway a couple of little thoughts from me we'll see how things pan out over the next few months bye matt will be back what do you think um, absolutely. Yeah. It has to be because as send offs go, that wasn't a big one, was it? No. No. I'm and... still holding out for a happy Christmas Chris cat. Mm. Well, let's just hope that the whole Christmas uh Farago isn't too soapy tropey and that us as listeners who like to think we're we're a little bit above the average soap fan that they throw something at us that comes in from left field and we go oh didn't see that one coming Mm. 
It's the 22nd of December. The wedding is very, very close to Mm. Christmas itself. In fact, it could be the last episode, couldn't it? Isn't that the shortest day of the year? Or is that the 23rd? I don't know. Uh, I know that Matt is some What's kind of... do with anything? Oh, I'm just saying maybe Matt is some metaphor okay. for blocking out the sun. I don't know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you did that bit where you said you were a buffoon and didn't know what you were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right now. I guess you have got maybe Matt's going right. to come back as a druid or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting Matt is the eclipse? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, I don't know. Just, you know, it's just an auspicious date you know if it's not actually the shortest day of the year the feast of saturnalia is that roman feast of saturnalia whereby the is the one day of the year where uh the slaves could become exactly so i don't know so it goes on for a week was it Mm, but it started on that day though it started on that day yeah What's the what's the woman called in the office who's a, a total nightmare? Anthea. Well, she does tell them what to do already, though, doesn't she? So that's not yeah. going to upend things. Maybe the social order in Ambridge will be upended. Don't know. I am really talking nonsense now. What else you... did he, What else did Mister Chris say from Manchester? Uh, well, he said something that. Glyn Fuller Love said so I think no not Glyn Fuller Love uh, with a spoon so I think we should talk about that next alright then greetings Lucy Royfield Yoko Bear and all Dumpty Dummers around the world it's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here last night Handsome Husband and I were watching the third episode of the fourth series of the most excellent and gripping Line of Duty and I recognized the voice of one of the members of the evil DCI Roz Huntley's team I did some checking and yes indeed it was our own vet Anisha Jayakoti moonlighting as a policewoman the places you find the residents of Ambridge anyway back to our favorite show. I agree with what Lucy and Royfield were saying last week. While I find Adam to be essentially a good fellow, despite his misdeeds, he does have a chronically negative view of the world and is frequently unhappy. In the business, we call that dysthymia. It certainly negatively impacted his relationship with Ian and has fueled his need to occasionally turn elsewhere in his flings. I don't think he's looking for something that Ian can't provide, but what he can't provide for himself. So, Adam, take a seat next to your sister Alice in my waiting room and save room for Kate, of course. What do they have in common? Well, for one thing, their mother, Jennifer, can be a pompous and condescending ass at times, as we witnessed in her conversation with Lexi this week. Perhaps the healthiest of her children, Debbie, certainly helped herself by separating from the family and moving to Hungary. Now, regarding the issue of Adam and Ian adopting a child, I may be in the minority, but I think it's a good thing for them, and for Adam in particular. It will help him get out of his own head and grow up. I do think that potentially Adam has a lot to offer. We got a glimpse of it this week when he gave Johnny a job. So I continue to root for Adam and Ian as a couple. Feel free to disagree. I'm talking to you, Yoko Bear. I'll end there. Talk to you all soon. Adam and Ian good parents what do you reckon i think that, that i think the uh, relationship wait a minute whoa, whoa, whoa. So did important. you just ask me the question and then just answer it yes C- can i have space to thank you here's what i think all right now 
I've got a little bit of form in this field, not that I've ever adopted or even fostered, but my mum and dad did for what, 15, 16, 17 years, which I have mentioned before because of the whole thing about Mohammed, my, my foster brother from um, Afghanistan, not getting his stay, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and you, and, and really, the, I've got this from you as opposed to actually really listening and taking it in from the archers. Of all the couples in Ambridge, the couple that you want to least entrust a child to are them pair because they're never at home. Mm. They have to work the longest, that they're in the two professions that work the longest, most unsociable hours. Yeah. Right? That kid will never see them. And also, one of them doesn't want a child. He well, just doesn't want to upset the man he's already upset. Well, there is also that as well. But let's just park that just for now because I've got thoughts and feelings about that as well, right? And I think what what Lillian said was potentially quite instructive. But Adam get, leaves out at what time? Five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning because he's a farmer? Not four o'clock in the morning. He's not a milkman. He's well, usually but, about but they, they... five, half five. Okay five o'clock no child's up at that time but he's not milking or anything so you know at harvest it will be very long what do you mean no most children are up at five in the morning (laughs) ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Really? Why? <laughs> They don't lie in small ones, you know. They're up whenever they bloody feel like it, aren't they? Well, we're not on about a toddler, are we? Oh. All right. Oh, well, I don't know because they haven't said yet whether they're going to, or, or, you know, what they're, what they're, because they're you, sort of, it's very unusual to be given a baby to adopt, isn't it? You're more likely to get sort of an older child that's got. Mm. And, and I would have thought, and I could be completely utterly wrong here, um, that, well, I don't know. You know that that I was going to say they'd probably go for an older child, but you just don't know, do you? You don't nope. know, and uh, you get what's what's uh, available, so to speak. But um, I just think, hmm, you know, in terms of a, a family life, you know, you're a chef, notoriously long hours. You're not going to come home until what time? Midnight. Mm. 
know, it's just, it's just, you know, this. Also on the Twitters, and this is a, a slight, slight detour. Um, I don't know if it's the Twitters or on the no, it's probably on on the Book of Face. Um, somebody mentioned, and maybe there were tinges of um, right wing xenophobia here, right? But actually, it was a fair point. And this person said, whose name I completely and utterly forget. Uh, so here we are. We had uh, a dinner with a bunch of seventy-year-olds, and two men um, announced that they're going to become fathers. Oh. They want to become parents. Okay. Oh. And not one of these seventy-year-olds said, "Hang on a minute." I know there was oh. a slight, there was a slight hesitation <laughs> in Brian's voice. Brian. Yeah, the ones, you? right? And they said, "You, know, you were allowed is... what with you being gay and everything." <laughs> Exactly. You know, this person said, I know we live in liberal times, but it would have been yeah, much more realistic for one person yeah. to say, I beg your pardon. Yeah, but they, haven't, they, haven't, they haven't told the Daily Mail, they haven't told Peggy yet. Have they? That's going to be, you know, going to do what? <laughs> but I did think it was completely utterly a fair point. And, and, you know, Brian should have said, hold on a minute, you know. <laughs> how, sorry, chaps, how, ex- how exactly does that work? You know. <laughs> uh, uh, there's and, a... oh, we have an email from Caroline McKendrick who oh, right. is an uh, adoption social worker Ooh, go on. and an adoptive parent and she said she's very happy that they're doing this storyline mm. she said uh, I hope that there is a positive portrayal of the social workers involved as we often get poor press in the media no kidding and very stereotypical representations in dramas it'll not be an easy process for Adam and Ian they'll need to talk through the difficulties in the relationship and how they overcame these well, they didn't, and make sure that Adam is really committed <laughs> to having a child. Well, he's not. As is often the case with having birth children, there is often one parent who is keener to adopt than the other. But having an adoptive child with the experience of loss, neglect and abuse will really test the strength of Adam and Ian's relationship. <laughs> the social workers cannot take any risks. I would love to do their assessment. It would be very interesting. Yeah, oof, I think interesting is an understatement. I think it would be a nightmare because I think they'd have to tell them no. Because well, one of them was completely resistant for a long time. Mm. Uh, that you know, his Ian's family wasn't Ian's own family wasn't supportive of his of his um, homosexuality, was he? Um, Ian's uh, Adam's dad wasn't around. Um, mm. I mean, I know you don't you you can't you can't blame people for their history, and I'm not suggesting that's what that's what would happen. But it's sort of like that on in family terms, they're not the most stable of people. Mm. Well, they've been a couple for what? Oh, well over 10 years now, must be getting on for 15. So you could argue that they've gone through various crises, you know, infidelities, etc. And um, they're still together. So you could argue that they are very strong and stable. You could argue that. The other thing, though, that I would say about the whole Adam's reticence to becoming a father is that um, in my experience in heterosexual couples invariably it's the woman not always but you know for the most part it's the woman who says i think this is right for us now to have a child and to a great or lesser degree has to coax drag cajole uh the the you know her partner into uh, saying this will be right and invariably she says 
I feel that this is right. And then he hits the, you know, looks at the situation hyper rationally and says, but can we afford it? This would be mm. mean big changes, et cetera, et cetera. So in that way, um, yes, I know it's two, two gay guys and stuff. But to have one partner who is reticent, who is worried, who says, I don't necessarily have a paternal bone in my body, it's actually pretty normal. And so for him to say that to Lillian, I thought mm. smacked as large dollops of realism. And then okay. for, for, for what Lillian said was also quite reasonable as well, though how the hell she can actually love her child, heaven only knows. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, what, not yeah, James? Exactly. I mean... <laughs> Did you have another child we don't know about, Lillian? Because you cannot be talking about James, surely. No. Um, mm. That's it. That's it for the caller in and the emailer in Oh, but we've got to talk about Roy and Lexi, though. Lexi, Think, Le- Lexi from I... Poland is calling to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have my finger on the pulse. Well, you're sounding a bit like Jennifer all of a sudden. It's all the same Eastern Europe. <laughs> 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 Somewhere I don't want to go. That's where they're from. Um, I uh, like them. Why? Because they seem realistic. How so? Uh, because she's quite sort of serious and a bit nerdy, and he's serious and a bit nerdy. And A bit nerdy? Um... He's completely nerdy. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I just think they're sweet. I like the fact that ultimately with Phoebe, it wasn't a big deal. You know, he knows that his daughter is actually uh, quite sensible and says, well, you know, etc. And he didn't like lose his head over it. Yeah. You know, if it was somebody like David, David would have um, lost his head to a ridiculous extent. He'd have have put her in a nun, demanded she go into a nunnery and all Mm, that. Yes. No. So I thought that was that's pretty good. You know what? I wish them all the best. (laughs) I like the little... Uh, you know, the, when they bumped into Brian and Will, yeah. and that was, you know, yeah. slight uncomfortableness. And uh, yeah. and I like the fact that Lexi said, let's go around to yours so you can tell me all about cricket. Like that, yeah. like that. Right yeah. then, now we're going to take a quick break. You know what, Lucy? We're going to get sponsorship from Camp Coffee if it kills us, right? Because once an episode, I mentioned that brand and I don't see any other podcast, any other me- media asset mentioning them at all. So if you're a representative from Camp Coffee, you need to get on uh, get on the emails and, and send us a check forthwith. Anyway, <laughs> it's a quick break. Come back the other side. Touch of the Yokel Bears. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, that often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people for the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question.
Bake Off is back on your TV this week, albeit on a new channel and with new presenters, so it's good to know there's one thing you can rely on, and that is Cat and Mim with their soggy bottoms. Go to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And remember, to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. Hello, Dumb to Dumb, it's Yoko Bear here calling with the social media roundup. Um, Got to be quick this time because I'm in the middle of moving and I'm surrounded by boxes and it's just awful. I hate moving. Uh, but on the book of face, we've been talking a lot about Adam and Ian and the potential adoption. Sue Hopkinson was confused because she said a couple of days ago, didn't Ian say something about he didn't feel the relationship was totally right for children? Probably not those words, but that seemed to be the message. Yeah, I think you're right, actually, Sue. I mean, that's what I took from that initial conversation, that he was saying, look, we're kind of a bit in trouble here. And next thing you know, it's kind of, oh, let's have a kid. Um, Leonie Beavers and Andrew White, uh, both independently, didn't really, well, they didn't like Ian very much this week. Uh, Leonie Beavers said Ian is being very po-faced and that he's being hard work. Um, and Andrew White didn't hold back by saying Ian is a judgmental and unforgiving git. <laughs> Don't hold back there, Andrew. Annabelle Vaughan wondered whether the increasing fragility of the relationship was a cue for Charlie to return. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah, scriptwriters make that happen. Also as well, go and look at Scott Matthewman's couple of posts on um, on the uh, Adam and Ian threads um, because he made a really good point about the differing ages of Adam and Ian and the kind of generational thing for gay men about having kids. Adam being older, maybe it's something that he'd never considered because he never thought he could. Um, Ian is more open to the idea because um, he's slightly younger. It's an interesting read. Go and read that one. Um, Jane Evans was Smith um, says, absolutely, this is a, the age-old sticking plaster of having a child to hope um, to heal a broken relationship. Whilst Maisie Jett said, uh, rather grimly, Ian will die shortly after the adoption in a tractor crash caused by Johnny and Adam will bring up the baby alone with hilarious consequences. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it'd be really hilarious. Not with Adam. I can't see Adam getting into hilarious scrapes. Other things we talked about, though, was um, Lillian, wedding, 22nd of December. Oh, God, is she going to be the Christmas cliffhanger? Um, Zany Salad said, Lillian will find out she's pregnant with Matt's baby. Justin will be furious, so she'll give the children, the child to Adam and Ian to raise as their own. And they will give the baby some a name something like wheat sheaf, gefir, or kimchi. Joel Heeson says, EastEnders style, Matt turns up, kidnaps Lillian, sets fire to the venue, and drives the car into a frozen lake. Um, yeah, I can't really see that happening in Ambridge. I don't know, maybe. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, Glimful of Love said... Christmas cliffhanger, Christmas hangover, more like. Yeah, well, if it's Lillian, that's uh, that's probably the case, isn't it? 
But over on the forum, I just want to say, Dusty Substances, I am with you. Because she says that she's delighted to see from Twitter that loads of people love Linda and are looking forward to the panto. She also looks up, looks forward to the Village Fate stir-up Sundays and all that. Yeah, do you know what? I love the panto every year now. And I really love it as well when they do a separate adaptation of it. Um, so you actually hear it. I think that's just brilliant. I really do love the panto and all the the lead up so dusty i'm with you finally on the forum as well you really do have to go and look at martin lightburn's post he's come up with this amazing post where he's basically created an ambridge monopoly board um giving the different colors on the monopoly board to different places in ambridge like for um Instance, light blue, Ricky Al Cottage, still smells of Toby's socks. It's a brilliant post, so you need to go and have a look at it. Um, also, there are um, other posts there about Adam and Ian and other things on the forum, so go over there. Right, I'm going to go now because um, I've got more packing to do. Oh, God. Never mind, I'll be soon be moved. That's me done. All right, then. Bye. <laughs> Uh, thank you for that local bear and I, I like the fact there was loads to talk about on the forum this week which has been catching fire mm-hmm. um, Lucy hashtag mm-hmm. the archers tweets of the last seven days thank you very much please uh, Loma Lindy 12 mm. real gentlemen don't mention buttonholes just as real ladies don't talk about their fascinators <laughs> <laughs> this is the single best conspiracy theory I have ever heard Mm. Ever, right? You re- ready for this? I'm ready. Andy Dutton. I'm just going to just do this completely straight because I can't get through without laughing otherwise. <clears throat> Has anyone else noticed that King John... Fuck <laughs> King Jong-un. <clears throat> Has anyone else noticed that King Jong-un is only ever in the news when David and Ruth aren't in the <laughs> David Blake um, talking about the whole adoption thing and had Adam saying, I couldn't be more excited if someone had just smacked me in the nuts with a mallet. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday the 12th said, only Adam could make a joyful discussion of adoption sound like he's authorising a search and destroy mission up the Mekong (laughs) Delta. (laughs) And tweet of the week was from Kate Marsillier who said, when Adam said, I really think we need to keep this quiet now. And Ian said, oh, yes, we'll keep this quiet, keep this quiet. And said, Ian hasn't even managed to keep the adoption plan a secret until the end of the omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ian, he's just so oh. excited, though, isn't he? He is, yeah. And it's terrible because you can see the disaster coming. But anyway, maybe that's me. Oh, I'm supposed to do an announcement, aren't I? Yes, please. If... You are in the northeast of England, then join us for a Dumpty Dum meetup on Wednesday, the 20th September, 7 pm, at the Time Sidebar Cafe in Newcastle upon Tyne. A chance to chat all things archers, Dumpty Dum, and get to know each other. And food is available too. Hurrah! For further info, contact Mia at, at Fox on a Ledge. Awesome. 
Alright, dumdydum.com, go there. We've got a shop, we've got a uh, tractor, which actually helps with things like like meetups. You can pin yourself to the map, dumdymogs and dogs and all sorts. Uh, now, map corner, extremely quickly, but this is actually a long one. You've been sending in your maps for about the last month or so, and I thought I'd save them all up. So first off, I'd like to say thank you to Tim Dunn, who sent in the rail map online uh, link. Uh, which has got plotted all of the tram lines that were ever being created and run in the UK and Ireland. Um, it is rather excellent. Aurora Fanny Pants said, I miss Map Corner, no matter what Lucy B. Freeman says. And she sent in a map which divides Europe into 28 equally populated areas. Some argue this would fix power imbalances within the EU. Rachel Thomas, Royfield, have you seen this map? It's countries with a population less than London. Much more than you'd think. Uh, it focuses on Europe, but you've got like Finland. And you see the size of Finland. It's massive. And um, as a population, much less than London. Or Iceland, or uh, Denmark, or Luxembourg. Great map. Cosmo. Cosmo sent in a map. Uh, this is the completion of the OS 25-inch England and Wales set of maps from 1841 to 1952. Bit geeky Cosmo, but right up my alleyway. Jean Rose, Royfield, this is um interesting, especially Spain. Now, this could have been map of the week um, in just about any other week. It's the how do I question each country Googles more than any other, right? So, in England, it is... How do I compare these to a summer's day? In France, they search for how do I stop drinking more than any other country? However, in Spain, how do I learn what human meat tastes like? Don't know what that says about our Spanish cousins down there. Well, it's pretty scary stuff, but a great map. Huh. And in Turkey, they search for how do I activate my genitals more than anywhere else? I don't know where this date is coming from, but uh, it, it's an awesome map. Uh, Alison, quick, somebody catch Royfield before he comes over all unnecessary. If you're in Edinburgh and love maps, they're selling off the entirety of the Edinburgh University Geography Department's maps at the shop. By horse, sent in a map which I think is somewhat unlike, unlikely. It's a map showing the most popular drinks, the most popular soft drinks in every country of the world and it's coke everywhere apart from Scotland because of iron brew. Vicky Cole, my Vicky, sent in a beautiful geographic representation of old world language families. 10 out of 10 to anybody who can guess which foreign language is the closest to English. If you said Frisian, uh, 10 out of 10 to you. But thank you for that. Apart from just being absolutely fascinating, it's absolutely a beautiful map, which leads me on to something which I haven't talked about in quite some time, which is uh, podcasts. I know many people that listen to Dumby Dum are all about uh, the English language. And uh, so it's, it's a wonder that really that you sit through me mangling it on a fortnightly basis, but you do. An absolutely brilliant podcast if you are into language not just the english language but language anyway is lexicon valley a couple of weeks ago uh, the question posed was do we have any cave words caveman 
utterances which is still part of language and the answer is most probably yes um go listen to that podcast it's absolutely brilliant the uh the answer is how we call our mother and father in just about every language whether they're indo-european or not it is generally ma or mother or pa or father and uh, the host basically explains that these are two of the most easiest sounds that we can make and we and we do them instinctively as babies and then uh, and because we just do them instinctively is whatever language group that child is actually part of we then uh, respond to that child so ma 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 or pa 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 da 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 so yes there are remnants of caveman talk still within every language everywhere and it's for mother and father listen to lexicon valley it's awesome and now it is our map of the week did you see that i sent you one i did see that you sent me one and it was uh, the best so it's ma- map of the week was lucy v freeman's uh, contribution which was also sent in by hannah wibley claire asprey sharon robson also sent it in and it is regional names for woodlice up in the northeast, call them dampers or slately beetles. In Lancashire, call them billy buttons. In Liverpool, call them nut bugs. It goes on and on and on. Slately beetles was that? Yeah, slately beetles up in the northeast. That's kind a of... great name. That that's the best one because that's exactly what they look like. Aren't they called something like pollywoggles somewhere They're as well? They're called everything. Every willy wigs, wood pigs, TikToks, monkey peas, monkey peas monkey peas yeah in kent mental yeah monkey peas it's like wasps every area's got its own surely uh, those called wasps wasps. aren't they no jaspers fuckers (laughs) (laughs) unless you call them wasp fucker (laughs) chuggy pigs that's what they call them in devon it just goes on and on and on so if you want to know what we call wood lice in in the uk uh, go on to my Twitter feed and you can see because it, it is a, a thing of awe and wonder, folks. Oh, if you'd like to help keep our little show on the road, and why wouldn't you? There are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. Remember to get in contact. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our website, or you can call us on zero two zero three zero three one three one zero five to leave us a phone message. 
on social media, specifically Twitter. You can find Dumpty Dum where we are at Dumpty Dum. I can be found at Royfield and... I am at Lucy V. Freeman. On Facebook, that big social network that has over one billion human beings subscribed to it. Uh, you can also type in Dumpty Dum to see what Millie Bell and Yoko Bear have cooked up this week. Right then, Lucy's got to run. And while she's running, I will then tell you all about map of the week and then cut it in before. So that'll sound like nonsense, what I've just said. So, Lucy B. Freeman, <laughs> it's been awesome doing Dumpty Dum with you. It's been short and truncated, but you know what? Short but sweet. Oh, Bye-bye. Have a bye lovely bye. week, everybody. Bye. Bye.